Hey everyone, before this episode of Countdown to Infinity, a Marvel's Avengers podcast, I would just want you to know that there is another hour of multiverse content at patreon.com slash delphinpod, D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D. I promise it sounds better than this. I'm recording this on my phone in a room. Um, but go to patreon.com slash selfandpod if you want to hear a whole other hour of exclusive multiverse content. There's a bunch of other fun stuff there. And let us know what you thought about the movie Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Go to at DelphinPod on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Send us a message. We want to hear what you thought about that film. And we will be talking and reading your reviews soon. Thanks so much for listening. Here's the show. Welcome to Countdown to Infinity, a Marvel's Avengers podcast. We talk all things Marvel Cinematic Universe, but this time we're jumping into a different universe, regardless of the shape. Uh, that the, of of the, the hole. hole you get there. Yeah, you get there. But it is a certain shape. Star. And I'm excited because we're talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the newest MCU film, and really the first of 2022. You know, 2020, bummer year. 21 didn't really get any better. 22, jury's still out. Yeah. But we got a movie. Well, yeah, at least we got this movie coming <laughs> we through. We got an MCU movie at least, huh? Nice distraction. Uh, well, I, I Here, I'll just be totally transparent. This is the third Multiverse of Madness pod I've recorded. So I'm tapped out. Did you talk about everything everywhere all at once? It could be the fourth. I did talk yeah, about so it that. it could be the on, fourth on a, fucking... On a Moon Knight pod. I, you know what I'm realizing? We talk about Avatar, talking about everything everywhere all at once. Did we talk about Moon Knight? You get some Northmen talking there. Yeah. Uh, My name's Emmanuel. Hey, I'm Andrew. What's up? It's John. Hey, it's Matt. And we're live and in person. Yeah, it's been like a long while from this. Months and months um, since we've we've been together. Uh, I think maybe, what was it? Black Widow? Eternals, maybe? The last MCU one? This was a Spider-Man one, I think. Oh. (laughs) We did an Eternals one from California. Yeah, Drew and I did one from a hotel room. In California, Pause. where anything yeah. goes, from Family a fucking food. Volkswagen. Matt, thanks for being on the pod. You've been on uh, which episode were you on? Yeah, thanks for having me back. Well, I don't remember the first one. I think was uh, Rogue One. I know Rogue One was one of them. Yeah, I think you were on a Tron one for and Revenge the other of the one, Sequel. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one was That's Tron Legacy. One. That yeah. was a good one. And now Doctor Strange, just bangers, all good. Hella bangers. Wait, for all Disney too. Bangers and Mesh. Mm. Oh yeah, you're right. Very interesting. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Mm, Bar- what it's like, uh, Matt? What's your relationship to Doctor Strange? You married or something? Or I'm just kidding. No. What's? Oh what, man. Yo, do you love him? Yeah. Well, how much time do you got? I mean, I, I'll keep it short. So we got an hour to fill, and I'm. You tapped. can go ahead and just like explain your story if you want. Okay. Wait. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. You know, growing up, like my, I guess, childhood superhero, like I'll be honest, it wasn't Doctor Strange. It was like, you know, Captain America, I guess. I was oh, never yeah. really like big into Marvel growing up, to be honest. I was more of like a Pokemon nerd or whatever. Um, and I didn't really get into um, Doctor Strange until 2016. Uh, and it wasn't the movie. It was, there's a scene in um, Captain America um, Winter Soldier. And there's a scene where uh, one of the Hydra agents, I think, what's his name? 
Sitwell. Sitwell, yes, there you go. And they're interrogating him on the roof, and then he starts going off and talking about um, Project Inside, and he starts name dropping. And one of the one of the names he drops, you know, he's like a TV anchor in Cairo, and you know, Bruce Banner, Stephen Strange. So after the movie, I was like, Stephen Strange, I've heard that name before. Where have I heard that name? So I get on my phone and I Google, and you know, first thing that pops up, obviously, Doctor Strange. So I was like, oh, this looks cool. So I start reading about it, you know, and I'm like, yes, this is a really interesting backstory. Uh, go to the comic book shop that same week, uh, pick up a couple of comics, and um, just honestly just really fell in love with the style, the artwork, um, and again, the story, the themes, you know, really great stuff. And since then, I mean, I've, I've been all about Doctor Strange. And then that same year, the, the movie came out, um, and I, I, I liked the first one. I thought it was a really good movie. So I've been waiting a really long time for this one, yeah. and uh, here we are. Yeah, I think Multiverse is, I, this movie specifically in this phase, a lot of people probably had circled on their calendars because of, you know, the multiverse, of course. But Doctor Strange is also in this kind of position as the quasi leader, at least narratively, of whatever ragtag group of Avengers are left. Um, yeah, you know, with Iron Man being, but he's we've seen him with Spider Man. He appears in, uh, you know, he's he's kind of uh, one of the most powerful Avengers, at least in our dimension. And Benedict Cumberbatch is, you know, signed on for like a billion of these. So uh, Doctor Strange is, I think, one of the the staple characters um, out now. Well, okay, so this movie, uh, well, uh, first of all, if you're here already, and it's in the title, but we're going to be talking about a lot of, of spoilers. This is not a spoiler-free zone. This is uh, this is going to be dangerous if you haven't seen the movie. So if you if you if you if you haven't seen the movie yet, throw your phone out of the window. Go to the movies and then go to your cell service provider and get a new phone. Hopefully you have insurance. And yeah. I should have started with that. But by this point, your phone's out. So you deal with whatever you deal with. Okay, we're all adults. You messed up your phone. You didn't have insurance. That's on you. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. I'm lost already. <laughs> but we're talking about spoilers and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I've already talked about what I liked about this movie on a Patreon episode. But I guess we'll go around the horn and just give some of our our uh you know first takes our 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 ideas about this movie what we thought what what the experience is like watching it then we're going to play a fun game and dive in a little bit more and definitely talk about sam raimi and stuff but andrew what'd you think about dr strange in the multiverse of madness um yeah it it was a i mean i remember uh, leading up to to this movie there was uh, obviously a lot riding on it because you have to follow up um spider-man no way home and a lot of the mcu is trying to do it bigger than the last one and eventually you know that's gonna hit a wall i think but um because endgame is gonna be pretty hard to top already and so with with the three spider-men obviously th- this phase has kind of been a um uh, a kind of like a multiverse phase uh, that you know and so this one had a lot of rumors going in uh, on it some of some of which i don't know i don't doubt that marvel spread themselves because they kind of always try to throw people off the scent and stuff like that so um, but yeah, yeah, there was everything from, you know, Deadpool to, um, Ghost Rider to, you know, the X-Men. Tom a, Cruise a, a, at one point. Yeah, Iron Man. And so there was a lot of, there was a lot of expectations for sure. And I tried to kind of show that away and I, I knew that I was going to enjoy it regardless because it's a Sam Raimi movie. I want to go watch what, uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. Um, most people don't even remember that movie coming out. Um, James but. Franco. Mila Kunis. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 
Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I, I'm just a diehard no, fan. Since no the third beginning. actor. That was, yeah, I was about to say, it's like, <laughs> who, was there a third actor? I think no? you just, you, <laughs> it was a two actor movie. It was really rare. James Franco, <laughs> Mila, Mila Kunis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so good. Nonetheless, uh, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. I watched uh, Ash versus Evil Dead, the, the show and even picked up a lot of the comics growing up as a kid. So I'm just a diehard, uh, Sam Raimi fan. So I knew I was going to kind of be biased going into it because y- you can't not, tell that it's a sam raimi movie um and that that goes to you know for basically for all of his movies so but uh other than that yeah i i kind of lowered my expectations i cut myself off of trailers and i didn't really watch anything kind of leading up to it and and stuff like that Mm but um really really uh i it it kind of blew me away a little bit more um i i thought it was going to be built on cameos and stuff um i i kind of a little bit that they, but they they kind of get it out of the way and like you know. I think it's because minutes. like I think the leaks that Drew and I had kind of looked up earlier, or mainly me, and then kind of just like shared it with him. Well, and some of them the, are were true for the sure. Dead on. I think the plot yeah. leak, since you know this is a spoilerful podcast, the plot leak was the thing that was actually true. Like you know that everything that happens in the movie kind of happened with the stuff that I read like months ago. But the leak themselves were basically just peppered with all sorts of cameos like it's almost like you know this could have gone either way and um but it was you know that's why i think like we thought it was just going to be nothing but cameos because which you know, that, which it you know uh, it could there have are, been and yeah. maybe some things are shot this movie was being filmed up until like a couple weeks ago so uh, you know all this stuff could have just been on a board somewhere as, as like a wish list yeah, yeah. i think list. a lot of the speculations about the cameos though were just kind of insane like after watching the movie it's like everybody was just like way off yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and and I think I, that's what I loved about it because it wasn't built on something as gimmicky as as cameos. Um, yeah, the, that's true. So I kind of respected that, and I, I see a lot of people's gripes being like, "Well, I thought that Deadpool was gonna come out and help fight at the end," and you're like, "Well, sorry, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> like that, that was that was yeah." And I was like, "That's your expectations," and you, th- that's what I think. It, it's a big problem that Marvel's gonna start to bump into because it happened in Wandavision. It's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. Yeah. And mm-hmm. every other time we wanted it to be something like that or something Loki of that Kang nature. Was kind of yeah. Like, Lo- and kind of happened with Moon Knight. Jake Lockley was trending even though he wasn't in most of the show yeah yeah exactly so um yeah i was just um i think i i kind of pulled that back and pulled the reins back and after i did that i had uh, a super fun time me and brent were we saw it at, at an imax screening and it was uh, amazing we we couldn't stop gushing at every little thing that happened where it's, whether that was like a lighting cue or um somebody was dead eyeing out of a fucking you know it was like the grudge but um out of wanda doing it out of the mirrors or um just things like that that you you know more blood than you thought it was 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 gonna be um some some gruesome deaths uh really really cool uh just typical sam sam raimi stuff that i think you you tend to expect from him from him um we just watched uh drag me to hell um, earlier Mm -hmm. and we're just like man like it's you see all of this like that we john kept pointing out like this this shot like he used directly in this this shot he used directly in that and it's almost all all there and I just think that's when Marvel shines is when they give the visionary a little bit more creative control rather than having something real hollow and just something that you can tell that it didn't matter who directed it. It was going to end up the same either way, Where whether that's, you know, movies like, like you know, Captain Marvel or um, Thor The Dark World, where the studio kind of ended up butchering a whole bunch of what the original person or director um, had in mind. 
and it, you know you see it with guardians and you see it with eternals with chloe Zhao, and you see it's just it, it's you can tell that it's a person behind it that has a specific vision and all their movies are kind of um like that and it's it's kind of why edgar wright didn't want to uh, compromise with, with his vision for ant-man and things like that but i think that's where this movie shines is that it um it's it's ultimately a sam raimi movie through and through and um that's why i loved it nice yeah definitely then we'll talk more about sam raimi and maybe some of the the the, the you know people that he works with appearing in this film um <laughs> uh, not just you know on camera but behind the scenes too and kind of his experience working in a big mcu thing but john what do you think about the multiverse of madness uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pr- try to keep it a little shorter than what Drew had, but yeah, we got time. Emmanuel already said his. Well, no, I was just. Piece I just don't want to. I just don't want to regurgitate the same thing because I think me and Drew kind of like it. John, right into for the my same, mouth. What the baby bird? Bird me. Throw me. The, you're throwing me the fuck off. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, tweet, tweet, daddy. <laughs> um, so I was also in love with this movie because of the style mainly. Um, I'm a huge Sam Raimi fan. You know, discovered Evil Dead in college and stuff like that. Um, it was pretty great. Um, you know, the considering, because I think I've, I've expressed my disappointment for how co- Doctor Strange is, which I'm not, like, super-duper familiar with, you know, specific storylines and stuff, but I do know when you open, like, a, up a Doctor Strange comic or see, like, a really good Doctor Strange, you know, cover or something, you see the craziest visuals on it. Like, the art is kind of insane. And you read his first appearance today. Yeah, I read his first appearance today. I mean, well, that kind of was okay, I guess, but it was just also, like, you know, you see the way the art is, you kind of don't know how some of this stuff is going to work on screen. And a lot of the stuff that happened in the first Doctor Strange was maybe more on the grounded side than, you know, kind of insane, you know, demon dimension hopping, like, you know, adventures that you're kind of used to seeing whenever you open up like a the giant. The first Doctor Strange was very much uh, like an origin story. Very kind much, of like yeah. like a classical. Super it, grounded it and super, like Iron like, Man. super yeah. grounded and super it very, was... like, subtle when it comes to even, like, Which guy loses stuff. a little bit, becomes powerful. Yeah. So, um... So coming on, I just wanted a really very different movie. And whenever, like, you know, I really wouldn't have minded if, uh, I know that because of studio interference, Derrickson left, you know, he walked. Um, um, but when Sam Raimi came on, I kind of was like very interested in the fact that Raimi was coming back to direct just a flick. So I am to like direct almost a, a decade of, yeah, yeah. After not doing anything for a while. When returning to the superhero genre and, and, from yeah, Spider-Man. Did, from Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 2 was like a really, probably my favorite of the original Raimi trilogy. We got Toby Enns and Raimi in, in the same phase. Oh, in the same, in yeah, the same phase, back, back to back. Um, but I loved it. I mean, the 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 stuff was fun. It, this movie is almost a little too, because I think it's Raimi, too Raimi, it's a little, it's a little tongue-in-cheek. Like, you're kind of like, he's kind of winking at you with these elements of the, the you know, the, the zoom-ins and the, you know, the low light and then the Looking lamps. straight into the yeah, lens. The wind like, everywhere. The wind, as soon as there's a close-up in your face, there's like a wind or, or air blowing through your hair and, you know, it's all zooming in really quickly and, you know, these whip pans and stuff. Um, I dug that up because I was just like, that's pretty cool. You don't see that type of energy in a movie and, and this one maybe to a fault because it is really, really fast and fast-paced. Um, all that being said, I think it's one of the more rewatchable MCU movies. I think I've seen it twice, and I wasn't bored the second time. There was still some stuff that I still have gripes with, which I guess we'll get into. But overall, um, really enjoyable experience, especially when it comes to the weirdness of what the character is kind of capable of. I don't know if we still got a whole lot of weirdness with this. We d- we had a lot of cool um, stuff and you know present presented to you in a stylized way. But and then. Um, <laughs> But uh, I forgot you don't have headphones. It's like you just, you didn't hear the oh. the scraping. Yeah. Um, but overall, it was a it was it was, it was a fun fun ride, and I think um, 
I think everybody involved was pretty cool. I think, um, you know, Scarlet Witch kind of stole the show, regardless of how I kind of feel about her arc. I'm still very mixed. I really don't have, like, maybe a solid foundation on what I feel about her arc, but I do know that um, she was great in it. You know, Elizabeth um, Olsen maybe one Olsen. of the best performances in the MCU is yeah. this movie. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch was pretty good. I think towards the end, or once you can tell, at least for me, you kind of see it in shots when he found, he kind of knew that this was coming, because he plays it very differently than he played it in the first Doctor Strange. And I think at some point, Benedict knew... That he needed to ham it up. That he needed to ham he it, it to up. Ramey because it of up. Raimi style. Because like, there's parts where he has like the craziest face on his face. Mm-hmm. Like when he's a zombie. Yeah, and he's hissing. <laughs> no, but he's also like hissing when he throws out like these dragon heads Fucking at... Fucking parcel tongue and shit. Yeah, he's like parcel tonguing or some shit. And it's just like, you can tell like he kind of hams it up when like over the course of a movie, which is kind of cool. But um, And then, you know, Benedict Wong. The cast was kind of small here, which I think was like pretty awesome because some characters were sidelined. And then some characters are bafflingly like... I don't know if they're going to pick that up in another movie. I'm looking at you, Mordo. But, like, some kind of just pop in and then, like, leave. Um, and then, but, yeah, fun movie. I mean, I think it's one of the more, like I said, one of the more rewatchable ones. I can't wait to see it again. Um, I don't know if I would see it again in theaters after this podcast, but, I, you know, I'm probably going to rewatch it whenever it comes to Disney Plus or something. Nice. Yeah. Matt, what? How about on Blu-ray? Matt, what did you think of uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Cool. So just like initial reactions or you yeah. want my, like my full full on blast review? Oh my gosh. Well, full the whole fucking double movie. blast. Whatever we can handle, Shot I guess. Blast. <laughs> you got to put your thumb over the hose blast. Uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll wait till later to, to give you my yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. full on shit. Um, initial reactions, I walked out of the theater with mixed emotions. Um, you know, again, like for the past five years, six years, whatever it is, I've been waiting for this movie since the first one. Because like I said, I love the first movie, you know, been reading, you know, tons of Doctor Strange stuff since then. And, you know, Seeing collecting in Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. And shit, yeah. Right? And then, you know, you see Doctor Strange doing all this fucking cool ass shit and, yeah. you know, <laughs> Infinity War. And it's like, oh, fuck, like, I'm so hyped for this shit. Like, I'm ready for the comic book to come out of the fucking screen. Right. And Spider-Man. Um, yeah. And so as far as the movie in general... I think it was a really great movie. Um, I think it had problems for sure that I can't let go because I uh, I don't know like I'm I'm just kind of the, the type of person that's like if there's an issue like no matter how big of a fan that I am like I'm I have to call it out like I just I have to because it is what it is you know um, and that's why like I love the fact that when Andrew started he was like you know I accept my own bias like for Sam Raimi you know like I and that's cool like I, I love the fact that he said that. And that's exactly where I'm at because I have a huge bias for Doctor Strange, right? Like, I, I love the character, you know? Like, I, I love Doctor Strange. Like, if there's any sort of, you know, like, you know, fictional character that right now that I'm, like, really into, it's, like, Doctor Strange for, like, the past five years. It's like me and Blue from Jurassic World, the raptor. Or any of the minions. Really. Or Bob, Kevin, and Stewie. For real. <laughs> <laughs> He's obsessed with the minions. Like, that's not even a joke, yeah. Oh, hey, whatever floats your boat, right? I mean, it is <laughs> yeah, what it it's is. It's fucking weird. <laughs> but anyway, so I guess later I'll get into more of like the expectations and, you know, the bias versus reality or whatever. Um, but again, I walked out of the theater with mixed emotions. Um, you know, as far as the imagery goes, I thought it was fantastic. I thought there were some scenes in there that, that you know, from a standalone standpoint was just worth the price of admission, you know. I also feel like there was a lot of points in the movie that were just kind of cheap and tacky you know to be completely honest and it is what it is you know like it's it's part of the, the filmmaking process and um i'm not like a hardcore like director nerd like these guys i'm looking at you manny 
I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pointing to Andrew. All three. Oh, yeah. yeah. They fanboy over Sam Raimi and Ryan Johnson and all that other shit. Like, oh, shit. But I, I'm like, I'm like 99% of the population. I don't know shit about movie directors, yeah. right? And, you know, to me, like, when I go in and watch a movie, like, I don't see the stuff that they see. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see, like, like when John, he'll be talking to me about, like, film angles and, like, you know, certain directors do this and that. I'm like, ah, oh, that's cool, man. Like, I believe you because I don't fucking have a clue, like, you know, what yeah. you're talking about, you know? Um, and so from that standpoint, I mean, I... I think like a lot of the cinematography was cool. I think the angles were cool. I think the horror aspect with kind of like the jump scares and stuff was cool. Um, but again, overall, you know, mixed emotions, uh, with that said, really great movie. Um, and I would, you know, I would definitely see it again. Yeah. I guess. I'll, I don't know, well, that, and that's kind of, you know, I talked about this with Brent a little bit. This is what happens when you pick like a idiosyncratic or kind of an auteur director like Sam Raimi or Chloe Zhao or, you know, on Taika, the YTG, more positive, yeah, yeah Taika Waititi, James Gunn. It's it's totally, you know, they make specific movies for specific people and it's it's not that broad. <laughs> like it's a very specific thing. And I think you don't, I think like, I think a lot of people feel the way you feel, Matt. This is the, in terms of cinema score, you know, it's one of the lowest of cinema score. Uh, uh-huh. Just because a lot of people and, uh, you know, in my theater, people laughed a lot in moments that I thought were very specifically like Sam Raimi, honestly, evil dead moments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like that, oh, man, yeah. that's cool. But people were laughing and I, you know, which is fine because that's kind of what he does. But I think, you know, I think he also realized this. If you listen to any of his interviews recently, like he's very, he's, he, what's really cool about Sam Raimi is he doesn't have to prove any, he's done a lot. He's already yeah, done everything. So a lot of like, um, MCU directors, they are really they're not scared, but their their careers are just starting. So, you know, they will give these really measured responses. They won't really say anything bad about the process or something. And then you go to Sam Raimi, and he was like, no, that part was already done, so I couldn't change it. And yeah, he tells you like, the specific scene. Yeah, I've never even seen, like, yeah, like WandaVision. Yeah. He's like, I just know the beats. And he's so like, I think he's incredibly honest, because this movie, uh, you know, is full of stuff that he likes and the things that he can control, but there's a whole lot that he couldn't. Um, and I, I I love this movie. It's incredibly fun. I just enjoy uh, horror. I love genre filmmaking in, in general. And having that as part of the MCU is exciting. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested where things go from here. But the, the movie itself is, is, is pretty entertaining. Like the, the, the plot device, the way it moves is, is really efficient. It's really light. It's also Fast. really simple. Yeah, like it, it's it is. It's simple. It's a chase. It's a, it's a cat and mouse <laughs> movie. Which means it's not like a, it's not a crazy heist. It's not like you're not sure where things are going to lead. It's going to lead with uh, America Chavez and Wanda. Like that's that's the chase the whole movie. So if if it's a, it's a you know it's something that's not uh, necessarily that confusing to to try to understand. Like it's it is what it is, and they're going to travel through multiverses. I love the introdu- introduction of the. Uh, like man, the when when we talk about the visuals in Doctor Strange, the first one introduced us to something kind of new in the mcu like worlds folding in on this themselves like inception yeah this one gave us like a really cool moment where they're traveling through all the different universes sometimes like cartoon universes um but the visual styles uh really just lean, lean a lot on um sam raimi and kind of his his frenetic kind of manic stuff that that he likes to do the little pov uh from like the 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 evil spirit inside of wanda's house like it's mm-hmm. it's 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 uh it's pretty specific it's and it's really interesting and it's something that hasn't been in the mcu before well here's what we're gonna do we're gonna take uh, we're not gonna take a break we're just gonna play the game 
And then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more because we're kind of at the like 20, 20 something minute mark. So this is a game called Evil Book Club. Matt, do you have my phone number? Negative. I'm going to say it. Actually, I, I have. I think I got a new phone, so I don't have your number anymore. Oh, said, okay, classic. I got a new phone. No, it's really a okay. new phone. Who did? I'm he not just, bullshitting. <laughs> I've been texting you every night. Fuck like you. Yeah. Here, type in your phone number. So the way this is going to go is you're going to text me. Wait. Oh, yeah. Type in your phone number. I'll, I'll text you. I'll text you, you and then you text me back. But I'm going to add. So it's called Evil Book Club. What this game is, uh, you know, we, we didn't even talk about it, but one of the many MacGuffins of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is the Darkhold and then the Book of... Vishfet. Book of Ashanti. Ashanti. Isn't Ashanti a singer? Vishanti. Yeah, oh, Vishanti. Okay. The Book of Ashanti? I think someone's made that meme already. The oh, book of Ashanti. guys. I got a missed call. Oh, my God. Um, well, here's what's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to give you three words... That describe another movie that has an evil book. Because oh, it is okay. a common so you, trope first. to have an evil book in a movie. I'm going to just say three sentences that des- or three words that describe this That's movie. To say, shit. And you will text me what that movie is. You'll get a point for uh, each one you get correct. And I will keep I track here. You get never mind. Just do it in the next. I'm gonna give you an example. So are we gonna also like? Are we gonna speak them? Is it gonna be like an auditory? Just text it to me. Just text. Just text. And I'll tell you what you. And we could obviously discuss. You can neg. Don't just sit silently and like, you know, cry if you get it wrong. Neg and yes and. (laughs) Neg and yes and. But I will. I will (laughs) read your answers as they come in and and deliver points as such and such. I'm gonna give you just an example for the first one. Good, because I missed the rules. Three words, you tell me the movie, and I guess you can tell me the book, but I don't think I'm going to give a point for the book. But the first movie is Cabin Trees, Deadites. I got it. Cool. Cabin. That's the, the example, right? No. Yeah, this is the example. Oh, wow. Okay, because I was like, that's the easiest one. Yeah. And you get as many points as you get right, so that was no the, that, was, that was the only answer he gave you at the beginning. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking bitch. I'm just kidding. The answer, <laughs> he did it right now. The answer to Cabin Trees and Deadites he, is, of course, Evil the, Dead. The fucking example. With <laughs> he, a, he tried to trick your ass. With a Necronomicon. That's the only one I'm going to get right. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm, I'm like, I'm combing my mind for fucking evil book movies, too. And I'm just like, I can't fucking think of anything. Like, other than Evil oh, Dead. And that's why I'm like, oh, shit. Well, then, that, that's part of, like, <laughs> I know... Everyone's like, damn, I didn't feel that Wanda was like evil enough or like the Darkhold didn't play such a big play uh, a part in, in the movie as, as it should have. Yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did it for like an entire season, I think, or something. Yeah. And this one was like a mention here or there. It gets stabbed by a character that doesn't really do anything in the movie. Um, and then they destroy them all at the very end real quick. And so it didn't feel yeah. like that, that. I feel like that was one of the things that they could have done better. But if you would have done it, it just would have been Evil Dead. So I kind of understand why he did. And there's another book. Yeah, I know. And there's like, oh, there's too many books. There's too many books. And Sam Raimi's the book guy. That's true. I was about to say, that's probably a coincidence. But yeah, let's get started on this one. We'll Here's, talk more about that for, later. This is for realsies. This is a for reals one, okay? So the first one was Cabin Trees, Deadites, and the answer was Evil Dead, of course. Here's the next one. So I don't get a point for the first one. <laughs> no. I told you. Yeah. You'll get an honorary point. Shit. So you can point cash in that hearts. in, I guess. Yeah, you can cash that in for Delphin Pod Bucks. <laughs> Which is so we don't have to answer first as long as I send you the right answer. As long as you send me the right answer, you get a point. I see what we're doing. Here we go. Here's the next one Puritans, baby, goat. Fuck. I almost got this wrong. Hold on. Fuck. I know I've seen this movie. Puritans. I can't can't remember the goddamn name. Goat. 
I think that's what it is. You'll be. I, I was honestly when I made this game like thirty minutes ago, I realized how many movies have books and also evil ones in them. Here we go. God, I unlocked my phone. What's my password? I almost got the shit wrong. Got it right. The movie is The Witch, 2015's The Witch. I was writing it's the a good cru- movie. It's a really good movie. Like I was writing The Crucible right up until you said like goats, and I was like, oh fuck. I was like, god damn it. What's his name? Philip? Black Philip. Black Philip, the evil goat. Would Spoiler like alert. Whoever wrote everyone. that movie, they should have got them to write this movie in Doctor Strange. He was yeah, Robert Eggers. Imagine that. That would have been like a fucking crazy ass fucking movie. But how would hey, that he did, even the, work? he did the Northman. Yeah, good shit. Better Eggers, than this movie Eggers, for sure. Doctor Eggers, Strange. Eggers makes movies that are like set in their real time frame, written in the dialogue. What would that even be in the MCU? Like, what would know, he? That'd have to be like a '60s <laughs> or '70s. Hey, he can do like Agatha, the Agatha one. Yeah, of way back in the day. See, the fact that y'all like knew the name like like right offhand though. That's what I'm talking about. Like, he, that's, bro, he's that's, the best. that's impressive, Nerds, right? Man. Nerds. Oh shit! No, that's impressive, man. They know their shit. He's doing a remake of Nosferatu and it's exciting as fuck here's the next one Australia Widow Car Accident Australia Widow Car Accident and there's a book in this shit? Mm-hmm. it's a pretty big book wait so <laughs> so are these like evil books or just is there a book involved? I'm reading them all and they're all evil mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. oh shit mm-hmm. I almost uh, did the Australia. I should just have done book involved. That would have been like what is this? What is it? Say it again. Australia, widow, car accident. That's my best guess. Uh, who knows? I don't really know. Mm. Interesting. Australia, widow, I don't know. This car accident. I just guessed. Uh, I was going to. Uh, no, I don't want to say my answer. You're going to guess, John, or no? It just uh, guess, man. You might get it right. That's what you do on the test, right? Just any word. Widow. You've got a chance. Any word, any book has any word. I don't even know. I John, just... your guess. <laughs> if you're saying evil book and you and you pick your guess, oh my god! I know. I was just wondering. I was just like I just realized it, but I was like, wait. <laughs> I I really fought hard to not have a joke like that here. No, I, don't know. I didn't do it. God damn it! I but you still it. did it. Um, it wasn't Andrew, a joke. It was a legit fucking guess. Andrew guessed signs. Matt guessed omen. John Casares. John Casares. Hold on. Thank Let you me, for Make those. sure there's a there's a bite here. There's a sound bite they can edit out. John Casares chose the Book of Eli, which means the Bible is the evil book. <laughs> I just thought, like, you said Australian. I was thinking Outback and Desert Landscape, yeah. and I was like, uh, the Book of Eli? <laughs> like, you wouldn't have know. guessed this if you guessed random words, because the movie is 2014's The Babadook. Oh, okay, good. Oh, yeah, so yeah, have you ever seen it. The Babadook? No, yes, I didn't watch but, it. but, like, I no, did not Babadook. pay attention. It's a literal children's book that they read, and then... Which one's the one that the, the dude on oh, the bridge? I have seen that book, movie. Oh, Sorry. get out of here. Okay, here we go. Here's the next one. Okay, before I read this one, just know that evil is somewhat subjective, okay? What the fuck? Okay. Here we go. 1950 to 2000, bully, skateboard. 1950 to 2000, bully, skateboard. Okay. 1950 to 2000. You really stumped me here. I don't know. Yeah. This is an evil book, huge part of the movie. 1950 to 2000, Bully Skateboard. I'm probably way off with my guess. That's the only thing that came to my mind. Here's what I'll say, Matt. You got it right. Yes. What? Holy shit. Let's go. Interesting. Skateboard. Yeah, I know. I'm going to give you like another... Yeah, just give us another Let, minute. Let's go. I, I need more points. Come on. These yeah, guys are going to roast my ass. Let's no, yeah, give me five know. more seconds. I don't Four, know. I don't know. This. You don't know? No. no. Matt, do you want to tell them what it is? 
Back to the Future. It's a Back to the Future oh, too, maybe. Evil book. Oh, it's I the guess. Almanac. I knew. That's true. That's what yeah. I, I, I thought true. about it. it. Well, and I was gonna type that in, but I was like, "There's no evil book in Back to the Future." With well, book? he said loosely, so I was like, "Yeah." yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I give see. it a lot Damn of subjective, it. but it is an evil book. Okay, yeah, I and guess. it, you know, grabbed by the bully. That the is movie. so funny. You're right. You're, yeah. yeah, that was a pretty good guess. Kudos, man. That was good. Matt's number one right now. Here's the next one. This one. This one is for sure an evil book, or not an evil book. It's it's like another subjective thing, but this is the oldest movie on the list, is what I'll say. Okay. So I don't know if you'll get it. I'm fucked. Ship Crash, Jamie Lee Curtis, Weather. Ship Crash. Jamie- Ship Crash. Oh, I know it. Jamie Lee Curtis, Weather. I got it. Yeah, John's got it. I don't have this one either. I was about to say another movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. I was like, the older the movie sense. is, the the. The more chance John knows what it is. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah, I think especially. So. And then that was easy, like that. The last part, I think. Maybe. I think, yeah. I don't want to give away which. I don't know if you know if you guys would say. I was like, two of those hands go yeah. hand in hand. I mean, all of them do, but like, ship crash, Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis, weather. And that one. Yeah. Ship crash. No clue. The weather one kind of gives it away. No offense. I just kind of gave that away. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know this. The movie is the, the fog. fog from 1980, and the book is a diary that they read. Yeah, doesn't really. It's kind of evil, I guess, because it tells what happened. Ooh, oh man, I feel like I'm ruining all these movies for people. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, uh, okay. oh shit, that's fine. Here's the next one. Snow. Author. Nurse. Snow. Author. Nurse. A fucking nurse. Snow. Snow. I'm gonna guess, but I have no. Oh idea. shit! I know, I know! I know! Nurse. Mm. I know. Nurse. I think. I think. I think. Movies with books. Snow. And books being a catalyst for evil. <laughs> I don't know this one either. <laughs> I think I know it. I'm I just be. realized that everyone's texting me, and I only have like 50 texts tonight <laughs> on my plan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be out. Andrew, you want to guess? You haven't guessed in signs. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm drawing blanks. Why uh, guess Matt guessed the thing just like Andrew. It's true. I just but the answer wow. is what John guessed, misery. Yeah, I was about to say. With, with never Kathy heard of it. Bates. So Stephen King. I was, damn it. I was going to put that or the cuckoo's nest. I think the, what, is the, what was the third hint you said? Author was the one that was kind of giving it away. Snow, author, and nurse. Nurse. Yeah, that one. I'm not going to spoil that movie. I'm just going to say watch it. It's There's pretty no good. And yeah, those yeah. three things are in it. Your leg's going to hurt. All right, here's the next one. Snow, author, hotel. Oh, that one's easy. This one I think might be a gimme. I, I think know. I might know this one, actually. Actually, Drew, you got it wrong just because of the way you spelled it. <laughs> that's, to do that's something you do in the mob. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to, uh, you all got it right. You guessed The Shining, except for Drew, who wrote the, Shinning. Yeah, it was from The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? The Shanking. Yeah. The Shanking. <laughs> the Shanking of Emily Rose. Chingo. Exorcism, right? That's you don't a, like The Simpsons? That's a what? Scott Derrickson joke. It's a Doctor Strange. Yeah, so that's two. That's, that's two uh, Stephen King Snow author movies, I guess, huh? Yeah. All right, here's the next one. I'm not sure if you're going to get this one. Rare books, Lucifer, engravings. Rare books, Lucifer, engravings. Hmm. Oh, I don't know this. This one, this movie. Like, can, you can you give me a hint? Can you give me a hint? This is a big. <laughs> like, 
Should I do a f- another one? Is it a contemporary <laughs> movie? Or yeah. what I'm, I'm just gonna. About? I'm gonna send my. I'm just gonna get within the last two decades. Oh yeah, it's, I, I think I just confirmed my my rightness. I didn't even read what you wrote. Hold on, give me ten seconds. Um, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna take a while. Drew and uh, uh, John already guessed, and they both got it wrong. <laughs> oh really? Oh shit. Rare books. I guess. Lucifer engravings. That's my guess. I have no idea. I'm gonna give you another one, uh, another clue, and see. And Matt guessed sinister, and you're wrong. What if I said yeah, you're a dumbass, Matt? What if I said Amber Heard? Would you know what this movie is? No, no. The fuck? Wait, this, wait, 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 wait. I don't know. Oh wait, can you go say them all of them again? Okay, rare books, Lucifer engravings. I shouldn't have said Amber Heard. That's kind of. No, I don't know. It's related to Amber Heard, I'm but not, just no. because of right now, not so much like she's not in the movie. Oh shit! I thought she was <laughs> in the movie. No, no, no. I was all pineapple. Who's who's the second name that you you read of when you see Amber Heard? Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, he's in the movie. And the movie is The Ninth Gate from 1999. Oh, okay, okay. shit, okay. I thought it would be in the fuck I was like, off. You like, gave us too many hints. I know. Say. I was going to say. And Amber Heard didn't really give that shit away either. Yeah, no, I was confused kind of like... everything, and maybe now I'm canceled. I thought Sorry. she was in it. Yeah. Here we go. Here's the final one. John and Matt, you're tied at three, and Drew, you have two. I'm out. So I can tie it up. You can tie it. Oh. If, if we'll everyone ties old, up, that'll be perfect. Good old-fashioned three-way. Here's the next one. Blank, nah, Basilisk, Phoenix. Oh, fucking hell. Fuck. Oh, I don't know which one it is. I know it's one of them. Hee <laughs> Shimon. Blank, Basilisk, Phoenix. What was guess something. John's got it right. So if you don't guess the right one. Yeah, guess something because you can tie. Uh, you, can guess, you can guess the where, number. You what are they looking the, for in the this? Number. What are they looking for in this <laughs> thing? Shit, I, I have keep, no I'll, idea. I can guide you more there. Hint. Drew, yours is not specific enough. What? <laughs> oh no, my I I typed in something before that. Oh, you fool. Oh, I see, I see, I see. I hope that's right. I mean, I, I don't Matt, know. you guess Harry Potter Order of the Phoenix, which is incorrect. <laughs> it's yes. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, so John yeah, wins. See, Although the last no text idea. I saw from Drew just says HP. God damn it. Yeah, Hewlett Hewlett Packard. Packard. <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't know what blank meant, but like the other two the were kind of blank. Like, oh, okay, okay, I guess. You can't read it. Like, the other two oh, were God. very easily because of the name. And that's our evil book club. Um, stay tuned for Babu's book club. That's a real book club. John, what are you going to do with your uh, with your winnings? Um, what kind of winnings did I get? You get a. You get to pick one of these books. Which one are you going to pick? Uh, and the be- black, the Back to the Future doesn't really help you because it's the 1950 to 2000 almanac. <laughs> so you kind of yeah, old news. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a cool one if it was actually like. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I think I'd walk away with like. I'm surprised, Necronomicon. The Necronomicon. I'm surprised you didn't put no mummy in there. There's a yacht to way yacht. Oh kidding. yeah, the Book of the Dead. That's a pretty good one. Well, let's uh, welcome. Well, we didn't take a break. Um, let's talk about <laughs> some of the our favorite sequences. Matt, I guess we'll we'll start with you. Were there any big sequences that you really really uh, enjoyed from the movie? And then which ones didn't you? You don't have to do that second part. But what oh. part did you? Any any <laughs> sequences? I'm gonna get into like? that shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of them. I would say the one that comes off um to me as being a really cool just in general sequence which i'm, I'm pretty sure these guys hopefully you're going to talk about um, yeah but you got it first hey let's go <laughs> 
It's it's the the sequence where he's um essentially doing the dream walking and he takes control of Defender Strange's dead body and then you know the souls are attacking. That was cool. And then um Rachel McAdams, you know, she makes that she makes the comment. She's like, "Well, aren't you the master of the Mystic Arts?" It's just some shit like that, right? And I was like, "Hell yeah!" And then he fucking took control of the souls and he fucking does the whole thing and then he flies over there. And I was like, "Damn, this is fucking badass." Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's so Sam Raimi too. The way it starts with all the lightning and the clouds that come over it and he pops his hand out and you got the big lighting cue over his eyes and it yeah switches man back. it's just so it's so crazy. cool because in the comics like you see that shit a lot where he like you know like you know commandeer souls or like you know be like you know like in the underworld or the dark world and just like fucking with like demons and shit like that so i thought it was really cool that they kind of included that yeah and i like the fact and i, I know I'm, I'm going a little longer than what you asked no, you're fine. but i like the fact that they you know didn't shy away from kind of like the darkness and the like the demonic aspects of the doctor strange character you know yeah um because i could see a lot of you know people you know who brought their kids to this movie and you know didn't realize that there was going to be like literally like you know devil shit in it you know and like evil spirits and like witchcraft and like brujeria demonic fucking shit you know yeah. and like it's fucking you know, the, metal the grandma is going to be like oh dios mio we need to go we need to leave yeah, you know exactly. like, and it's like so i thought that was cool so, anyway. yeah no i think it's a great culmination this is a kind of the finale and it is i think like uh you know, uh, Sam Raimi does all of the things that you've you've seen before and uh, that he's done and done really good with, and this is like, you know, even on top of that, just to have like a nice homage to some of that gothic and, you know, at the in the in, in his first earlier films, practical stuff that yeah, were uh-huh. really morbid and stuff. Uh, yeah, really really cool. John, what's the sequence that stood out to you? I think I mean music fight. Got it. No, the music fight is pretty cool too. Actually, now that you bring it up, I don't want to take all the because Matt, what Matt described is pretty fucking like that's that's the shit that I was wanted to see in a Doctor Strange movie. Like, you know, you see um, just like this crazy, like magical imagery that was a little too, like I, I thought was a little too safe. I know you had to explain it in the first movie, but the stuff in the first movie is just all, I mean, as far as like what they're doing with the magic, it's just, you know, magical spark ropes and, you know, stuff on their hands and little shields and circles. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just circles. All just nothing but circles. Um, yeah. To see something like, you know, having like demonic souls coming around and like, surrounding wanda whenever he like he throws him at him throws him at her um and then like for it to like go inside the eye and then you see him like just like yeah that's pretty terrifying and pretty cool to see like in a superhero movie that's pretty great um the music fight though is um Bad. shit that's crazy because like he was using elfman's score um i, I guess problems with that scene but we'll talk about it in a minute, I, I like that 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 was pretty cool in the execution of what the what was happening like as in I know it was a little abrupt because I think at this point the movie is going really fast and think you, if you don't catch something you're just kind of like okay fine they're, they're fighting again, um, but yeah seeing I just like the way that the score was incorporated into that fight like you know he brings out like a crescendo or some real shit and then real Fantasia it. vibes yeah yeah basically um, that was pretty awesome so I um, I don't know if that's probably I think the whole third act is probably like a good like you know it's full of like good sequences which um, are pretty exciting I guess like you know. One can say the cameos is probably a good sequence too, and I don't know if we'll talk I guess about what that. Drew will get yeah, that we'll, there. Yeah, we'll talk but, about that. Yeah, you're taking all that's those pretty scenes. cool. I know. Gosh, gosh darn, Drew. What, is, what was the sequence sit out to you? Um, you only got one left. Yeah, I'm just I kidding. Know. No, you don't. Yeah, there's a much. lot. There's a lot. Um, no, I, th- I thought that one that Matt said that Zombie Strange uh, was really, really badass, and it's just the fight or like the opening because I think you you mentioned the. The, the actual reanimation, the resurrection, like where oh, he I did, comes back oh, like a zombie. I did say like within the first five minutes when it's Defender Strange and America Chavez running through. Remember Defender Strange almost sacrifices her mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. takes her power? 
um, I did say that, like, oh, man, as soon as that sequence is over, I turned to Brennan and was like, that was already crazier than anything he did in his first movie. And, and like, He's more of like a Green Lantern in the first movie. I'm just going to take out this magic spear and fight you with the spear. And I'm like, damn, I, I want to see more can, magic shit. I can make stuff. And I mean, yeah. you saw a little bit what, uh, like, some teases and hints uh, from that with uh, the ancient one where her she's manipulating the mirror dimension and stuff, which Wanda finds her way out of really quickly in this one. Um, but... Uh, yeah, that 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 was again infinitely cooler than what he did, I think, in his first movie. And the Dormammu, I've come to bargain, is really cool. That mostly comes to the comes to the credit of the, the Infinity Stone in the movie. But um, the Ivagamato being in in here, the real one being in here is really really cool. But I think my favorite sequence was the Illuminati sequence because I I just think it was cool to see these characters that one that I just uh, you know. Adore seeing Black Bolt there. I was like, damn, this is really, really cool. Like, that Black Bolt, like, I, yeah. I kind of geeked out when I know everyone was geeking out about like John Krasinski and then Professor yeah. X and all Same that. Jack Ryan. Yeah, 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 exactly. Jim from The Office. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, and so, but when me, when I saw like someone like Black Bolt, I was already like freaking out because one, they brought back the guy who's leading Star- the, the, the new Star Trek show. What's yeah, his name? Strange New Worlds. Uh, Anson yeah. Mount. Yeah, Avengers. and he, he was in Hell on Wheels, and then uh, he was in the critically panned uh, Inhuman show, which I thought they'd never bring him back, which I think is a really, really cool... Are they the one that sponsored the pod, or was that a different show? No, that was the... I fucking can't remember. Hulu. Yeah, was on not Hulu a good one. sign for us. Yeah, probably not. Sorry, Hulu people. Mm. Yeah, it's like Hell something, Hellfire. Helsing. Uh, no, no, no. Hell- Helsing. Van Helsing. <laughs> Van Helsing sponsored the show? <laughs> there was some fucking Marvel show that had to do with a demon thingy. It's fine. Anyway. Um, but yeah, again... It's I, fine. The check cleared. I like seeing... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like seeing that, that entire sequence just to kind of use them to make Wanda a credible threat. Yeah. Because in, in at the end of WandaVision, she kind of gets over Vision and stuff like that, but she doesn't get over her kids. And so that's what this movie, I think, is uh, a lot about, too. And even with America not knowing her parents or not, you know, what she did to her parents and stuff like that, there's a lot of... Um, tones and themes you know regarding in in that sense but um yeah i thought it was really really cool to um to see all these characters kind of be used to put over the scarlet witch with her kind of demolishing the craziest and one of the some of the strongest minds in in all of the multiverse for, yeah. for marvel and getting danny elfman's score and hearing him do the x-men 92 theme is was just fucking crazy and um made me kind of geek out and stuff like that and i i still liked uh john krasinski as um uh mr fantastic i think it's cool because and then we can always get a younger variant later i mean if this is the one time you kind of play into it then this is, it's a cool way to kind of do some weird wacky sam raimi shit with it you know um but yeah i i I thought that was a a really really cool sequence and even seeing them like stand over thanos on titan was was pretty fucking insane like i never thought i'd see professor x and black bolt and um captain marvel and you know the the whole illuminati and uh and then to see black bolt kind of demolish uh dr strange with the with the whisper like the way he does so many times in the comics just had me kind of fangirling i remember me and brent were like we didn't even pay attention to what they said because we're still kind of like trying like to regain composure that all these people are in the same frame you know and yeah. stuff like that so and we'll talk more about that because that's a it's a pretty big moment uh, to introduce and like they honestly canon fantastic four x-men boom, i know canon it's in, like in one, one of movie. the most disney big tent things that we've seen uh, in a while them but, flexing the stuff they bought but, but and then yeah, Sam Raimi does that's all it, Sam Raimi does what he does best and yeah. it's just like horror movie sequence kill him like 
get take away his mouth and he fucking blows his brains out. Great, and... great, get, great kills for sure. For, for that, I think the Professor X one is really, really good too. I, I will say this: that I, I had a friend who go who went back during the daytime to watch that movie, and he said it was a little weird to have the pauses for uh i guess reaction oh, in, a, in yeah, an empty yeah, theater yeah, yeah. he was like man this guy's just because it here. does it does very noticeably have that it, well, i guess we're yeah. talking about the cameo scene um yeah it does have those those fucking the pauses like you know they there's a beat and then like one person is introduced and there's a beat you know black bolt does a, a, a yeah. shush sign and does, they do their pose yeah basically and you know reed richards comes through a teleportation thing like a negative zone device and it's and just i'm like, here <laughs> and, and i'm uh, here too yeah yeah and he it's just, it's just like, like that. the camera <laughs> Um, I guess that the scene was okay. I think I, I'm the fanboy in me, the Marvel fanboy in me, kind of is just like this is like cool watching it. Um, I don't know if I, I like the variants of you know I liked What If so the Captain seeing Captain Carter in live action was cool. Seeing, nope. um, let me run down the list. Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier is is in this from the 20th century Fox movies. Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter, Captain Carter, um, and also Lashana Lynch is Maria Rambo as Captain Marvel, which I which I love because they kind of she kind of disappears, you know, in the MCU. Yeah, she does. Uh, version of Anson Mount as Black Bolt, um, and then of course John Krasinski as Reed Richards. You got Baron Mordo. Oh yes, and Bermuda he's a, was on yeah. there too. Yeah, I, I guess he brings. Yeah. He brings. He's he's brings the, he brings Supreme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the scene was cool. I guess. Yeah, like I, I'm gonna go ahead and react to that because I think a Matt might have a different opinion on this, but I will say like I, I did enjoy the, the, the idea behind it. Like I think it is cool to show it's what you said, Delphin. It's very much that. It's like Disney flexing what they have now. <laughs> like um, when it comes to Fantastic Four and the X Men, anyway. Um, and it is really cool. And then you know the Black Bolt redemption because I don't know. I've only seen an episode of that first Inhumans show and it, it was, was released in IMAX. It was crazy. Um, having a black live action Black Bull that's com- comic accurate then it looks a little silly because of the way the, the costume is put together. But that's pretty cool. For them to acknowledge like actors like that like from their TV side kind of just I mean they already did this with Spider-Man but having Charlie Cox there but it is cool to know that they're considering kind of just bringing like other things like back to the you know, like other actors back to the MCU that have, that play these characters. Um, I'm not really too sure, and I won't go too far into this because I'm just a little. I don't really have too much to uh, to get irked about this, other than the fact that I just don't like it because of the the I guess the the principles behind it. I guess you know the fan casting of John Krasinski as Fantastic Four it doesn't sit right with me. I mean, I don't have anyone that I would substitute for that. I really don't. I just kind of wish they didn't. You know, kind of go for the easy it was only choice. A response to it. Yeah, he said, "Kick Rosario Dawson out of Ahsoka." Well, no, but well, I, mean, I texted all John that. that. I was like, "Look, they've cast Ahsoka. They changed Sonic. Like, Drew, they're they're doing." Drew brought this off off mic that we're that we're just in that era. I mean, you know, you don't like hashtag tweet. Yeah, me. you don't like Boss I mean, Logic re- does it all the time. Like he's doing his posters just because the guy looks like it, and he photoshops around it, and boom, the rocks one punch man yeah. suddenly, and you're like, "What the fuck?" But, but it, it does get. validate the fact that you know Disney's looking at likes, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, and the, you know, it's just it goes back to all the Star Wars stuff in general like you know you don't like the the last jedi you get this is why you get the rise of skywalker you want more you know legacy stuff in mandalorian season one this is why you get mandalorian season two sometimes um, it pans out though sonic is like killing it sonic yeah you know sonic. all the visual effects artists people who like who did all this on, shit and then they have to like you know just, yeah. just work on it again ahsoka, ahsoka too ahsoka, ahsoka fan cast filming today um yeah it just doesn't i don't know because you're you're getting to the point like in snyder snyder cut 
you know, you, you you're Justice League. He's you know, back. You're basically you. Yeah, the corporations are listening to like fan campaigns and fan likes. They're out, which uh, I guess is okay if it pans of, uh, out. It's the just dead a little winning weird. Oscars and stuff. I guess it's just a little <laughs> weird to be held by like held hostage by your fans yeah. in a way, sort of. But yeah, that's just me. But I'm kind of similar. That, okay. I think the decision is a little weird, but I mean, I don't fault him. He's because he. He 100% was in the same room as these actors, and he's never played this role ever before. So. Yeah. Well, and, and also, he's a good actor, good director. So I was okay with it. Maybe he's doing it for And also, if, as long as he's not it, like, I, I don't agree with him being it, like, permanently for the yeah. next 10 years, because I think he's too old. And you, you want, I, I think if you want longevity out of these actors, 10, 20 years. Yeah, then young. <laughs> like Tom Holland. Tom Holland is... He's gonna, he can do Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a fun scene, fun kills, yeah. I guess. So. Matt, what'd you think about Scary. that? Birth 838 Illuminati, I guess, like the, what, 100 years yeah. in the future? So I guess just to comment on that scene, that kind of plays into a lot of the, I guess, the problems that I had with this movie. Um, because, and again, I'm trying to stay, stay grounded, right? Because I really like the movie. But, you know, honestly, that whole scene, you know, kind of felt cheap to me. Kind of felt like you said, like like Disney like has all these like cameo things and like, oh, we can use this shit now, even if we're not going to use it in a really meaningful way. We can because we we're Disney and we fucking have the power. And I'm Sam Raimi and I can do whatever the fuck I want, right? Um, so, I mean, the way that I saw that scene, you know, yeah, it's cool that you know you see you know Professor X and you know fucking Mr. Fantastic, Black Bolt, but I don't really feel like that scene drove the movie forward. Like we don't, we didn't need to see her, you know, like melting Mr. Fantastic to know that she's a credible threat. We know she's a credible threat. We've seen what she can do, right? When you go and watch these movies, I mean, the assumption is that you know the backstory, right? Because this movie, which is another thing that I wanted to hit on, this movie isn't really the type of movie where you can just like be a casual person and go and view it and really understand everything that's going on mm-hmm. like you really can't right yeah and if we're gonna go into the movie under that presumption that you had to have done your homework um i don't really feel like this scene is a payoff because it's kind of it's kind of cheap you know she, she splits captain carter in half and and to me i'm like okay like yes it's shocking and you know you get the gore aspect and you know all of that stuff but is it really like is that really necessary does that do justice to captain carter's character you know like you know, everyone's excited for Mr. Fantastic, and then she, f- like, pops his head. Like, does that do justice to, you know, Mr. Fantastic? Like, and what does that say about, you know, this character who we fell in love with, you know, watching WandaVision, right? Now she's a ruthless murderer, you know? Like, how do we reconcile that with the fact that now, you know, we, we went through this whole thing with her essentially, um, you know, like, mourning Vision and, you know, wanting children and you know, the whole Westview thing. Um, and then all of a sudden she's killing all of these really powerful characters. Like, like I, I get it. Like it's like it's a cool scene, but I feel like it had more to do with like the cameo aspect than anything else. Because that scene could have been completely cut out of the movie, and the plot would have continued forward the same exact way. You know what I mean? It served nothing as far as making it more, in my opinion, making it more of an interesting plot. Um, to me, it was just kind of again in there for the shock value and fan service value, and fan and exactly and fan service, and that's fine. Like I, I have no problem with fan service. I uh, just the way that it was done, you know, like it. And, and don't get me wrong, like I think I think the fact that she like murdered them brutally, like it's one of the coolest parts in the movie. I think it's a big thing, like for Marvel to have that in one of their movies. Period. Right? Because we haven't seen anything like that. We haven't seen anybody's face, like you know, getting fucking melted in. You know, we haven't seen anyone's head exploding or, you know, anyone getting split in half, like, in a gruesome way. So that's that's a cool progression, you know, for the MCU and for that part of the medium. But to me, again, I, I just, I felt that it was a little cheap, right? You know, we're, we're going to kill these people in, you know, really gruesome ways. 
just because we can. It's because it's going to shock people. Yeah. You know? And the turnaround time from introducing these these kind of seismic. I mean, Reed Richards is a pretty si- the first family of, of Marvel. Like introduce introduction to death is he introduces the three leaders of like some of the biggest groups. You yeah. get Reed Richards, you get Black Bolt, and you get Professor X. But I think a lot of it is that's what I told John. I said that's the one thing that I can see um, people kind of putting up a. Um, a big uh, fuss about for sure is because they kind of don't really do the dark hole justice. I think in, in this movie, um, and I how said it, it overtakes your, yeah, yeah, I yeah. said it uh, earlier and they should have made more of an emphasis. And uh, you know, I, I kind of can't fault Sam Raimi for not going into that because of how many books there are. And because he's already kind of, um, done evil dead, uh, <laughs> with, with an Necronomicon yeah. and stuff like that. But I think that would have been, um, a little bit more um, helpful to a lot more people, mm. just to understand as to why she's doing what she's doing to the some of the best of us. But you know, granted, the Illuminati still have arrogance, like the way they do in the comics, where they're kind of too big for their. They're the smartest people. Yeah, and so they're always. They, it's like the precog thing from fucking you know um, what is it Minority Report? We have to stop crime before it happens and stuff like that. Where you're like, oh damn, Let's this, use this is kind of like a, this is kind right. of like a fault now. And uh, the thing is, I understand exactly where you're coming mm-hmm. from because you're right. Like you know, in the comics, the Dark Hold, you know, all of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you know, like for your, for your casual Marvel fan, right? Like, mm-hmm. say I've never read a comic book about Marvel in my life. I just you know I have Disney Plus and I watched WandaVision and then I show up to the theater because. I know there's going to be some kind of crossover thing. Wanda Hugh, like, and at the end of WandaVision, rede- redeemed, kind of had a turn towards being, you know. Yeah, exactly. Good, and yeah. then the very, very last fucking scene, like, she's, you know, she's using the, the, the Darkhold. And then fast forward to this movie where all of a sudden, like, somewhere in the ether, the Darkhold took control of her and had all of this crazy effect. She's a different person than she than what she was in, in the show. Even towards the end of it. And yeah. Then, yeah, and that's fine, you know, but the thing is that they never explain it. And mm-hmm. if you don't know anything about the Darkhold, like he said, like, you're like, who is this? Why yeah. is she doing this? I, it, I like it's her. It's jarring, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's very jarring to your casual observer. That's the one thing I did to John, I was like, damn, I can see people like that's that's a really good point because and maybe they did and they left a lot of it on the cutting room yeah. floor or whatever, but I think the dark hold was just kind of diminished in this movie. The way it gets the way they have some throwaway character stab it at the in the middle yeah. w- in the midway and get rid of it. And then and destroy then it. all just, of them. Yeah, they destroy it so nonchalantly at the very end where it's like it's gone in every universe. Yeah. And you're like, well shit, like th- it should have been stronger than that. And I like the way they use the book of Vashanti because they're after this thing that's like, oh, it's gonna solve all our problems and they take it away from you, so they make you feel emotions i don't like but that it, it's i don't like the book of ashanti because like it's already at that point too many mcguffins and it doesn't really do anything like they, yeah well and again it's, it almost it's, seemed like it, 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 it was almost, leading to the dark old anyway like back to the dark it, old. It, it, it's, a, it's a red it, herring to get destroyed. yeah, yeah it takes like, your your you know again just kind of messes with your emotions and stuff like that but yeah i would have loved a little bit more um you know, Necronomicon-y, dark yeah. hold stuff. That way it made more of an emphasis as to why she why was Why Wanda doing... was like that. And you don't yeah. have to, like, to get context, you don't have to go far. Sam Remy says the scene where they're in the orchard is the scene they reshot, like, over and over and over again mm-hmm. because of screen tests. And I'm yeah. sure it had something to do with the dark hold and, and people trying to be like, wait, what happened in well, Westview? And, and even in, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they use it for the Ghost Rider. They use it for uh, the life model decoys. They use it for, you know, all, all this different stuff that they can do with... With the you know something as powerful as the dark hold, and it, you just kind of yeah. it skimmed over um, in this. But I know that you know mainly that that cameo sequence. The only thing that comes from it um, ultimately is that you pick up the other Christine, so that you don't have to say this to the married Christine or whatever. Yeah, and then you kind of go in. And from yeah. there, balls to the wall, and just doesn't fucking stop, and keeps going. Yeah, right. it's it, 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 it's uh. Well, go ahead, John. Oh no, I was just I was going to use this to jump onto a Christine Palmer point. Um, I do like. 
that she was given more to do in this movie than she was in the last one. But I guess now that I'm thinking more of it and the more we talk about it, I don't know if she was given enough. It was a, it was a pretty... Uh, her her I, and Mordo kind yeah. of a little bit like... And I think that it is still a better uh, part of the context of Doctor Strange, the fact that this is not just, you know, kind of contained in his in 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 his universe that this is a constant thing just like the death of his sister like that is uh it's kind of like the, the the grief that all the spider-man feel in, yeah. in an interesting way and then a really important especially when we talk about that mid-credit scene or after credit scene because yeah that I mean, oh, that's trying to it's what, it's what christine tells him that gets him to be kind of fearless or or whatever um i want i want to i want to talk about my favorite scene before i move on to the to something i think we kind of glossed over but not really uh but my favorite scene was the mirror dimension and then the reflections that was really good really good horror sequence they're all covering all the reflections and then wanda like crawls you, out I, of a disjointed did i like the ring yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. oh so my good. god throwing up and that's when like things are going wild and i believe there's a lot of unbroken frantic shots in that where uh, they're so just good. running around the room so that happens early in the movie but the pace is starting to jump up there yeah. and the thing i can just imagine kids just watching that movie at that point being Freaking like this is and parents be like this is not like yeah a, and uh, that's like and a, that's a, like a i knew movie. i knew it was gonna be like that as soon as he stabs the eyeball out of that thing and then oh, i was like oh crushes. he stabbed it and yeah. then he pulls it out and i was like oh my god <laughs> like, yeah there's blood on the street yeah. that, that was the first scene in the theater where people were like oh like this is a different thing yeah, yeah. yeah. doc there's the, the there's the other no, the doctor strange gets speared there's oh, yeah, uh, the, you know there's the there's the is sequence a, where they drop water on wanda where it goes into that slow motion sam raimi thing you know which is that's like a that's just a thing that he does you know where uh, he, he slows everything down so you can feel like the breaths and stuff. Well, one of the things I want to talk about is what you all thought of, I would say, maybe even like the second hander to this movie. And that's Soshi Gomez that plays America Chavez. What did you think about her character, um, her introduction to the MCU, which is pretty big. And then just generally who she is. And, you know, it seems like Stephen Strange is being paired up with like young Avengers at this yeah, point. Yeah, at this <laughs> um, point just yeah. to kind of see what their dynamic is like. But what do you think about uh, America Chavez? I'm a little lost in my feelings for her. I think, like, as as, as far as a plot device in the movie, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's what you said earlier. Like, it's a cat and mouse game, and, you know, she's, she's the, the, she's the, the multiverse. Whole, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I guess I can only just comment on her performance. Her performance is really good. I yeah, like that her chemistry with, you know, with the with the yes. other actors. Um, I, I'm still lost on, like, what she's like. Uh, well, obviously, she goes through the multiverse, so, like, the multiverse is accessible through her. But I'm, I'm just kind of lost on, like, what her dynamic is to like strange other than like just being a mentor mm. like other than a mentor like you know like disciple type a of little sister because like i thought we got the same type a of sister. thing we got the same type of di- relationship with like what you said with spider-man so it's yeah. almost like you're kind of repeating an arc mm-hmm. you're not really doing anything that's and kind she's of a like newer new comic book character right she's kind of she's not she's not one from she's what she's like new. 2011 yeah, or 2012 yeah. or something like that and you're kind of repeating an arc for strange in this one i guess in this game and then like we watched Rewatched the Strange Supreme episode from What If, which is pretty fucking good. Depressing. Um, he's <laughs> doing the same arc. Like it's almost like they did the same arc on that on that Doctor Strange episode, and then he's going through the exact same arc here. Because in that one, he says he's like, oh, I'm, I, I have, feel the need to be in control all the time. He's like, you know, that's why. You know, in this one, it's called like you know, always having the knife. And that one, yeah. he said, I need to be in control and all the fear. time. And this is why being afraid. Yeah, this is why I've. Yeah, exactly. What this is why I've. I was brought to like the mystic arts or something in the first place. And so, um, that, that was something weird, but I guess that's my, that's my fault for my knowledge of prior MCU, um, yeah. adventures. So and she's like, kind of a tragic character 
herself because she's spent so much time in other dimensions and no, yeah, she's like grown up her. herself. Yeah, yeah. and it, it seemingly she may be the most important piece of whatever the multiverse stuff like be. going forward. Yeah, because no one she, else can move around. I bet you she's, she's gonna beat the shit out of Kang. It's cool though. I mean, it's I like the fact that they're they're leading to probably no doubt some sort of Young Avengers movie yeah. with Miss Marvel for and, sure. Uh, Young Avengers it's and America Chavez and Hawkeye. you know yeah, the new Hawkeye. Yeah. So um, she was pretty cool, uh, I guess. Like, yeah, we'll Iron for sure be Hearts. seeing her a lot. Yeah, small, small, small role, but pre- pretty significant in it. So I thought she was okay. Does anyone else have any thoughts on America Chavez? No, I, I think you're like, right. I think uh, I think that she was used as a as one of the MacGuffins, and her power was dope. Um, I, she's very comic accurate too, um, with her appearance and the star shapes and all that, yeah. and her backstory too. And I then think is and the, same I, thing. the new the 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 actors that they're introducing to us, I think, are all most of them have. A, a high degree of charisma just like you you know when you saw hamster for the first time evans and you know robert downey you're like oh these guys can carry a whole movie but america chavez really impressive florence Pugh, simu liu from shang chi like they're they're all like you're we're, we're kind of at the yeah. starting chapter of whatever is going I forward she's gonna happen she yeah. hulk's about to come out that's the emmy winner like i think that that they're yeah the future's in good hands and i'm sure we're gonna see more I kind of want to see more. If we're talking, I mean, do you have any thoughts on America? Uh, I mean, yeah. On America, the country. <laughs> Go off, queen. Fuck. <laughs> no, I mean, um, as far as, you know, her introduction into the MCU, this, the character goes, I think the way that she was incorporated is probably the, you know, the best that you could do as could far do, as incorporating yeah. a, a new character into a established you yeah. know, movie already. Can't really do it better than that, in my opinion. I mean, it's really hard to give a whole character's backstory and all that stuff. Yeah. But luckily, and, on that planet, there's somewhere you step on. Exactly. And they have that scene <laughs> yeah. where they, they're just they're trying to give you backstory all, about All you girl, can do is you know? put put these people on the other one's coattails and then go. Yeah. And because so you're like, Jeremy Renner, uh, what's her name? Steinfeld. There you go. Because, exactly. Because, what I feel again, one of the weak points of the plot which the, the big problem i had with this movie was the plot in general and i feel like one of the weak points is the main driving factor is that strange is trying to save this girl right from from wanda but the first half of the movie doesn't really give us a reason to give a fuck about this girl you know so it's like why mm-hmm. why should we give a fuck if if wanda takes her power anyway we don't know her who the fuck is this bitch you know like and it's and then that's fine and everything but you know, it's just... It's yeah, but it's more of a mystery for Strange, less than it can... He's just kind of intrigued. You're, I think right. Just right. Like, you're totally right. More motivation is needed. I mean, I think, like, just well, the motivation that they're superheroes and they're trying to kill... Yeah. Like, or she's trying We're to kill not it, humans. It so. doesn't and, work. Like, it, you need a little bit more yeah. than that. Like, and you know. in typical MCU fashion, there's going to be spin-off comic books. They're going to have her own Disney Plus series where she gets back with her parents and why you care more for her and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. Because it's Marvel. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Breaks up something that like is kind of a little crazy about like I think I read the the Rolling Stone version of this article or Rolling Stone version of a review and they didn't really bash it but they're just saying like some of the stuff is going to become I think we've said it on this podcast a lot inaccessible for like newbies because you're for you, sure at this point you know you have to watch two Avengers movies a Spider Man movie yeah. a Doctor Strange movie and also know about characters X Men stuff and like, yeah, yeah and watch the Inhumans the only person uh, I think who was safe television that, season to Patrick understand. Stewart as Professor X I think has, is ubiquitous everyone's like oh I you know kind who, of he transcended yeah, yeah I've yeah. seen yeah. Logan yeah like, <laughs> twice basically yeah um yeah that's just kind of like insane because these movies are almost like never complete like it's like there's always a plot point that's set up or Just that's paid off in well, something because we're talking about I, I, I want to talk about kind of the future of, of what this kind of brings and you know before we talk about clay and the like the mid-credit stuff and the after-credit stuff with bruce campbell but like this is you know we, we, we what do you think is happening right now <laughs> um 
It, I mean, it, it assumes it, this is like a Secret Wars thing, right? Is that, is that what's happening? I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like that's I thought what I it, knew. That should be easy to kind of. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if this if this was this this easy to figure out. Like back in, I guess it was like Phase One. Like I guess you you knew where you were going. Like to yeah. An, to an we didn't even talk about. We didn't talk about stones for like six movies though. Sure, I think like I think after the first Avengers that with that reveal of Thanos, then it was like you we're know stoning it up. We're going it, yeah, yeah. That's it, red. Um, but this one it's kind of different. I think like it'll be quantum mania until yeah. we're like, oh shit. Like, so we are doing just like yeah. a like the, we're heading towards a, a multiversal war. Like yeah. that's like everything well, that Feige, was explained. Feige said in cosmos, mi- mystical arts, and quantum. Those are the three. They're playing in those three spaces right now. And okay. you know, so okay. And then later we'll get the crazy dark shit like. Uh, Black Knight and Blade. Uh, Blade, yeah, exactly. Moon Knight Two, the squeakle. So it's just, yeah, I was just wondering, uh, wanted y'all's thoughts on like where yeah. this is heading because like I does it does seem kind of a little aimless, especially with some of this more standalone stuff on. And does it Disney Plus? Does it matter? Do, yeah, I don't Echo, know. Echo Daredevil. Does does Marvel like deserve a like a free pass in this case because they yeah. did kind of do like a giant serialized like but story? But, but the idea of like hey, this twenty eight movie arc is new. To everyone, yeah, I guess so, so. Yeah. it's always uh, morphing and changing. Yeah, and ten years from now, when it is a Secret Wars thing, and everyone's in, <laughs> and they would re- be like, "That was re- that was brilliant." They're rebooting know? it after thirty years. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna reboot it now." The whole thing's getting the reset. Marvel button. versus DC we're is happening. Every- Snyder, everything. Yeah. Snyder's the director. They do have those comics. Yeah. I don't know. That's just like it's kind of a little daunting, and I think you can start to see the, the weight in most of those movies, where like you're just kind of like, oh yeah, I remember hey, that. It's becoming yeah. like actual I comic missed, books. Yeah. You got to read the miniseries. You got to yeah. grab the one shots. You got to do the main series. Because I, I missed there was like references to the first. I almost thought that this didn't have any references to the first Doctor Strange, other than like the characters, because the feeling is really different. Like the movie, the first movie is very different from the second one. Um, but there were like little things that I didn't even catch. Like someone said that. I think he makes fun of the Fantastic Four for charting in the 60s, but I forgot that he's a music nut, like in the first movie where he's kind of like doing the surgery and he's naming like, there was a group called the Fantastic Four in the 60s Mm. and I was just like, oh, there's a lot of like stuff that that I'm not picking up on because I guess I'm not too familiar with that cauldron that she used to ward those spirits off is the first one he tries to use against Kaecilius in the first one, Mads Mikkelsen. And then he doesn't know how to use it, and that's the big joke. Um, but and then in this one, she straight up knows how to use it. Yeah, I think we're just we're heading towards just nothing but references and yeah. stuff. So like movies like Eternals to me are like I guess They're more like, or less to like Moonlight is a little kind of more Moonlight. refreshing. I guess Moonlight. Moonlight. I said oh, moon. yeah, you said Moonlight. We, no, we Moonlight's can, a good movie. Yeah, also good. Because it's still kind of well, Matt. Do you care if all these movies matter right now or or are connected right now or do are you like well you know what. I like that they're all kind of different. I'm down I to mean, be invested for the next 10 years to find out what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think in general, I I don't really care if they're connected. I just, from a standalone basis, I want them to be good productions, mm-hmm. period. You know? Um, I, I think one of the things that, to me, is really great but can also be disappointing is that, you know, like I had a lot of expectations going into this movie, right? And, and that's the part that I tried to remove before walking into the theater, but I, I mean, I just can't, right? Because I'm a Doctor Strange <laughs> fan. And, you know, as far as the connections, like, yeah, if Marvel owns, I'm sorry, if, um, if Disney owns, you know, Fox and all these other properties and X-Men now, um, you know, I, I would have wanted to see, you know, maybe like Ghost Rider or, you know, Silver Surfer or, or maybe like a, like a Defenders-esque, you know, kind of arc in this movie. You know what I mean? Um, 
that and you know and as, as far as like you know the connection with with everything you know i'm hoping that there's some kind of team-up event right maybe secret wars like you implied or or something else down the line they can do the real defenders with the hulk and dr strange exactly and- I, I i mean who who wouldn't want to see silver surfer on screen i mean that'd be crazy literally yeah. you know like or or like i said ghost rider i mean again because I'm, I'm thinking back to a lot of the comics where you know he essentially you know, it just teams up with random people. I mean, you can you know? do the Midnight Suns, Ghost Rider, Moon Knight, Daredevil, hey, Moon Knight, exactly, um, Blade, yeah, yeah, B- Blade, exactly. Who would want to, who wouldn't want to see that? You know, and that's again, that's why all these speculations about cameos were flying around. It's because you know, if you look at his history in the comics, it's all possible. Yeah, yeah anything's possible. You know, um, but I mean, again, going forward, I would at least like to see a pseudo defenders like team up you know like at least him and like hulk or something you know um but i don't know who knows i don't know if the clue is gonna happen yeah so. and they think that they're i mean they're they marvel is winking at everything and disney is they're, the moon knight up the final moon knight episode has a qr code that leads to like a kang versus moon knight comic book it's so time. they understand what's happening and kang is still i think the ultimate guy the, the at the end bad, of this who's who, who's in this it's just how long that takes and whether we're going to get those breadcrumbs now or if they're just going to keep branching out and then wheel it all in and i which i can't imagine because you're right like we've been trained by the first 20 mcu movies that they're they're pretty closely connected but maybe they're not as closely connected when this was their chance too because i told john i said could you imagine if they would have brought all their disney plus series to head in this one yeah. where it's like oh it was all an illusion and it was fucking agatha all along yeah. boom and you're fighting agatha again and then loki jumps in to help because he's, yeah. he does magic shit yeah, exactly and could you imagine like this this could have been like a, a crazy yeah you know team and, up type of movie sorry but. and i'm sorry to cut him off like i don't know what happened as far as like you know the writing and how it got transferred over you know from derrickson and i don't know how any of that happened and honestly i don't really care because when i go into the theater i don't know any of that shit like i want to see you know a, a, a good standalone film right and i just again i hate to go back to this but i feel like from the writing standpoint like like andrew just said you know there's so many ways like like dealing with this multiverse that you could have you know given a plot twist at the end and like he said like instead of wanda just being like this crazy ass mass murderer uh, you know, it could have been Agatha all along pulling the strings and then, you know, Wanda has some kind of salvation at the end, you know, or Loki, right? Loki could have been involved or, you know, like from from the last movie, you know, I wouldn't have minded seeing if it was like Doctor Strange's fault that all this is happening in the first place because they had been building up like he, that he's an arrogant dude. The first movie kind of explains that he he's, you know, always had this arrogance. Same thing in the comic uh, in the comics, right? He's very, you know, big headed, egotistical. Um, and I feel like after No Way Home, like one of the things that No Way Home kind of implied is that like this dude needs to chill the fuck out already, right? Mm-hmm. Like he just yeah. he just uses his powers like all nilly willy and not really caring about the consequences. That's kind of to me what they were implying in No Way Home that there's kind of going to be this arc about his arrogance. And even though they kind of explore some of that in this movie, like with the different variant Stranges, um, I just feel like that just kind of gets dropped. So that that kind of gets dropped out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like Wanda's arc boom kind of gets dropped to a certain extent um and then again from the from the standpoint of like the whole multiverse like they could have you know i'm not saying a cameo fest because i don't honestly i don't really think i would have wanted to see a cameo fest but i mean they they have so many properties that could have included you know and more or just maybe more multiverse more universes in general there was just like this wasn't too much 
there wasn't too much madness in this when it came to like multiverse hopping. And when a lot of it is probably just because we we thought that it was all going to end here and the multiverse, like okay, we're going to wrap it up. This with was this, this one. Avengers event, I yeah, guess, or and, something. But yeah. now it looks like that yeah. they might just keep going, and who yeah. knows? It, it might be something bigger, and you got to tune in next week to see if Wanda yeah. lived, or you got to tune in next week if Doctor Strange heals, oh, and, and they, maybe this girl changes. They Charlize talk Ther- about Charlize um, Theron changes his ass. They talk about uh, the animate. There's an animation. There's a direct like. There's a lot of multiverse stuff but you're right we don't spend a lot of time in it no it's just it's, you're flipping sequence, the channels which is almost, kind of okay and then you only really yeah. get like three or four universes and i will on this. say though not the fast scene like they really stretch that moment out i would have gone <laughs> Does that make sense? like we got stretched we were in different out. all right well let's talk about that mid-credit scene and then our final thoughts the mid-credit scene has charlie's their own which i don't know if that was announced or confirmed no, or that actually, whatever that legitimately that was surprised a surprise, me. right yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, now they have the volume they yeah. can just film wherever the fuck they want with no paparazzi around. she can literally be on the same plane set she's doing for the fast and furious franchise and then just turn around and shoot her scenes for this um keep making that yeah. bank i was super pumped to see that honestly again that that took me by surprise um clear the movie i was not expecting that but you know again coming from the I was like, oh shit, like Clea, like they're gonna do something now, like they're they're gonna be incorporating, you know, Clea and like she opened up the Dormammu dimension and yeah. shit. Yeah, you saw it behind her. Ooh, yeah, because again, in the, like the early comics, that's like his like big love interest, and like he kind of teaches her like about the mystical she arts. Becomes, and she becomes Sorcerer Supreme. Exactly, and you know, I, I just to see that and to see that, um, and again in, in the in the comics, you know, she's like uh, one of the lords of the dark dimension, something like that. And to see her at the end, and she's like, oh, like, I need your help, like, this and this and that. She's Dormammu's um, niece, I think, right? Yeah. Dormammu's niece. Yeah, and I, I thought it was really cool, unexpected, and I'm looking forward to see how they play that out to a certain extent. And I, I like that part, but I know that they probably have an issue on how it was shot and how it was edited from the previous mm. cliffhanger on how they show him on the street freaking out that the third eye opens, yeah. and then suddenly it cuts next to it. he still got the he, third eye. Yeah, I know, but he's, oh. like, chilling now. He's, oh, like, yeah. walking down the street, like, if, if he's mastered it. can't get rid of that it, eye. There's no implied, like, time lapse either. It's almost the same street, yeah. probably, that they're shooting. Why does he have a third eye? Yeah, when in he does in I when he uses Eye of Agamotto in some comics, the third eye opens. But this yeah. one is because I guess the Darkhold corrupted him. Right, and that, again, that's what to me is like. Why, why does he have a third eye? Are they implying that the dark it's, like he used the Darkhold one time and now he has a third eye? Like, you remember he, they, well, the, she asked him like, the, "Are you okay?" And yeah. he's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." I think it's partially like a, a lean to the real world spirituality. When you gain that sense, like people in yoga, you know, they get the the quote unquote the third eye. It basically means they now understand the world on a plane. No, the like regular people. I don't get it. Then. I mean, so Wanda should have had a third Dark eye Hold, then. Uh, maybe she, she did. She was wearing there. the crown. That's why you couldn't see it. it was, she <laughs> yeah. was looking blind as fuck. She couldn't see shit. So basically, he's now looking at things and he sees everything. Like, he sees another yeah. dimension because he's got an extra eye to do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you can read into it like that. That's true. I think, to me, it, just, it was just kind of jarring because it's like, oh, are we supposed to believe that now that he used, you know, the, the Darkhold one time, now he has a third eye? Um... And it's like the, the other strange, what's his name? The one with the third strange eye? Strange Supreme. Was that Strange Supreme? No, Sinister Strange. That was Sinister Strange, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know. Anyway. No, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, to me, I think it's maybe I have, I'm thought it's jarring just for a totally different reason. I think it's just the way the tone is. Like the, it ends abruptly, like as in, in a very cliffhanger way. And like, you're worried for him. You're like, you're oh, worried fuck. for him. Yeah. He screams like in, again, right here, like he screams a campy scream. He doesn't. Evil Dead, it like zooms in on his face, like the way it does at the end of the first <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. And it's like, it's very, it's very, it ends in it like on a, like a what the fuck moment. You know, it's kind of like, you know, one of those, the, really abrupt endings from spider-man you think it's going to be crazy and i think i would have preferred like a mid-credit scene that 
didn't go back to Strange so that we can get like some sort of progression of like how, what he's doing with that eye. I just think like the immediate cut of him screaming, cut to credits, and then cutting back to where he's just walking like with a different outfit on and like just okay. Yeah. And then like the content of the scene itself is okay. Like I don't mind Clea coming through and then actually maybe moving towards a more traditional strange adventure because that's what I got out of the scene. I was like, okay, Clea's involved. We're going back to Dormammu's dimension. We're probably going to get a comic accurate Dormammu or something. Um, it's just the the tone change between those two because it's just you kind of it, that's again, a Marvel it, thing though. That's kind of like, a, that's a you you just watched this like, two hour movie. Hey, James Gunn filmed that scene. That's why you know. Yeah. they'll be like that. They're like that's probably they filmed true. this at the end yeah. when it they was got like second direct. Like Charlize Theron was on. signed her contract. They yeah. walked over. They we shot, shot a thing. We shot Benedict's scenes already. Uh, yeah. We just need to shoot her. That's like an overall thing of like this whole movie didn't matter. Just I'm gonna echo, shot them before. I'll you got go ahead fired. and echo what Matt said earlier. That scene felt cheap. Like kind of like more or less yeah. like in in a type it's, of it's type gonna, of wink it, wink you know, nudge it's nudge happen in every MCU thing. Guess, you know what's yeah. happening. It's gonna be there no matter yeah, what. I don't agree with that. I mean, there's a lot of MCU movies yeah. where there's like really great writing and not like cheap stuff like that. You yeah. Know? No, I'm saying the connection to the next thing. That's it's like their gonna trademark. Be the, the but even then, it you happens know? in Shang Chi. It happens in Black Widow. It happens. Those in every were better executed one. though. Like those were pretty. Like you know, those were cool and like. Maybe the Eternals gives it a rival, a, you know, rivals yeah. this for like being kind of weird and jarring. Yeah, um, but I'm just saying they're all cheap. They're all gonna be. They're all there to get you to the I next. I guess thing. you're right. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't know if they're like they don't all serve cheap. that movie. I wouldn't say like they're all cheap though. I'm just saying like they're kind of. This one was obviously tacked on. Yeah, like it was obviously tacked on, and I know it was a necessity because that's like what you said. Um, all Marvel movies do that. Like yeah. it's always got to be like a, a some of them have a, a trailer at the one. end. That's the that's the mid. But this one yeah. was pretty like pretty tacky. I mean, the I don't wouldn't uh, mind it if it was the like the ending credit scene. But yeah. like because that would have been even more time between that. We, and yeah, you we just totally saw skipped the Bruce Campbell stuff. thing, uh, which I loved. I thought yeah, it was fun. that's, they, a, that's probably the most Raimi. They, 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 always, the whole movie. they always give you one that matters and one that's like, hey, it's the giant ant like coming out of Scott Lang's house, and you're like, cool. Like that didn't do anything for me, but cool. But, uh, yeah, I appreciated that he stuck to his guns and was like, this is my boy that made me um, a star in the biz. And he's like, we both did it together. And, you know, so I thought that was cool, especially because... Breaks the fourth wall. When it's very like, like it's when they possess his hand in Evil Dead. When his hand is beating beating himself up, like he's hitting the plates on himself. It's after a week or something? What did he say? It's It's like... After like three weeks. I thought it was... I thought it was a cute scene. I thought it was also like a trolley scene. So it was like, I, I get that. It's like the director has almost like a one for you, one for me type of. Like, yeah. It's like the Deadpool one scenes. where he comes out in the robe. It's a, it reminds me of Ferris Bueller. It's over. Yeah. Go home. Well, let's go around the horde. Give our final thoughts on the movie. Then we'll go to plugs. Because I feel like, did we miss anything huge? If we did, talk about it in your final thoughts. But Matt, what are your final thoughts on? If uh, we did, you talked about it in the last two episodes that you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. Oh, yeah, I've relived all this already. Um. I mean, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'll try to keep it as short as I can. I, I could probably talk about this movie for a really long time. I am going to be talking about this movie, you know, with John and Andrew for a really long time. Um, I would say a lot of really great things. You first of talk all, to me about it. You have my number now. Yeah, but I don't like you. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clip out like the worst things you've said in this and just put it together. I'm gonna stop listening to the podcast. No, I'm just um, no you're doing a great job on the podcast, by the way. Thanks. Really great stuff. Um, anyway, so. A lot of really great things. Um, you know, I love the fact that, first of all, that we got a second Doctor Strange movie because, God damn, I've been waiting a long time for a yeah. second Doctor Strange movie, you know? Um, I thought Cumberbatch was great. He's a great actor. Um, you know, I, I thought that they utilized some of the characters really effectively. 
Um, you know, it's, the imagery was great. The cinematography was really great. I'm sure these guys will speak more about that aspect because I don't really know a lot about, you know, all of that stuff. Um, had problems, again, that I, as, you know, as a Doctor Strange fan, and honestly, as just someone who, like, enjoys watching movies, um, you know, that I, I was like, man, like, you know... Obviously, I'm not a writer, so I, I can't pretend to know that I could do a better job. But I honestly, you know, and I texted this to John the other day. Like, I honestly feel like some of the scenes, like, I could have, like, written better just based on what I know about, like, Doctor Strange, you know. Um, and, you know, the, it, it is what it is. You know, I know it's, I know it's you know, it's film production. It's meant for the masses and all that stuff. Um, the thing is, you know, I went in with, you know, high expectations. And I know I shouldn't have done that, but... You know, when you say a multiverse of madness, you're thinking, you know, this like epic, you know, fight with, you know, all of these, you know, different realities. Um, and there's going to be like some crazy plot with like all these huge twists. And, you know, it's going to be something that's like very comic book-esque. And, and we got some of that, but I just, you know, I, I, I again, I guess I feel like a lot more could have been done with the character. Um, given the fact that it has been five years since the last movie, mm -hmm. and, you know, we're open to the multiverse now. Um, and again, that's not to say that they didn't really, you know, innovate or explore a lot. I just feel like you have this whole open world. You could have done so much more. Um, and you could have done a lot more without making, you know, Wanda the main villain and, you know, essentially kind of making, um, you know, like WandaVision, like a, like a villain origin story, right? right like yeah. Now when we go back and watch WandaVision, it's like, oh shit, like... Yeah, you're just, you're watching someone yeah, become a mass murderer. It's like a, like, exactly. It's like a, a villain origin story now. Um... But as far as, you know, I thought really hard about this. And I, with the understanding that I'm biased, I'm going to give it a solid eight. Okay. Um, and that simply, you know, has to do with the fact that if this were like any other movie that was like based on some kind of like real or some kind of like, you know, like documentary style, something, you know, like, like a movie like based on more like, or like a more serious topic, um, the score would be much lower. But it's a comic book movie, and all of the shit that's happening in there is, you know, basically sci-fi fantasy anyway. So I'm going to give a lot of the plot points a pass because, you know, in reality, like, none of this shit's going to be happening anyway. So for me to nail down too hard on the plot is kind of, you know, it's kind of <laughs> hypocritical. Um, and as far as, like, you know, watchability, really high, you know, um, again, just, just for the visuals itself – um, really, really great. Um, like the, the music scene, like the music fight, like John talked about. Um, honestly, thought it was a little tacky, but still really fucking cool. Like to see like that they're incorporating like the technical side with the music and you know the visual imagery happening at the same time. Really cool from a technical standpoint. Don't know why they had to be throwing like eighth notes at each other. I just thought it was kind of like I childish. knew that he was gonna say something. You know, like, <laughs> I knew he was, I was like, "What well, you didn't? You wanted whole notes, didn't you? You wanted whole notes, you pervert." No, I mean like, well, doesn't <sighs> it, it, it just like it's like so, throw something heavier, bass so, like, clamped he, at his ass? <laughs> So he's like floating, and then he likes like gets like these scores, and then just starts plucking notes out of him, and like starts shooting them at you know, at Sinister Strange. And I'm like, okay, yeah, obviously we understand that he like can use like elemental powers or whatever, but like this is to me that scene just kind of hit out of nowhere. It's like I'm watching the movie, and then like bam, like I'm just jarred. I'm like, where does where is this coming from? Like it kind of took me out of the experience a little bit, to be completely honest. But still a really cool fucking scene. Um, and yeah, you know, overall solid eight. I would recommend watching it. To me, it's 
to me, again, top five Marvel movies, in Ooh. my opinion, again, just based purely on the fact that, you know, Doctor Strange is a really cool character, that they, you know, innovated with this movie, shown us some things that we have never seen in a Marvel movie, um, like the like the violent killings and, you know, the demonic stuff, how dark it can get in the Marvel comics. I don't think we had really seen that truly yet. Um, so high scores for that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, I was probably going to rewatch it 20 or 30 times in the next nice. few years. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting if that music scene overtakes the emo uh, Peter Parker scene as Sam Raimi's most it, famous music It is pretty, scene, um, you know? That scene is really like... Um, it has to be someone like on the day or the something scene? like maybe yeah. just like thinking or maybe like someone's storyboarding and they're like, they're what watching, else can we fucking do? Scott like, just, like, they're yeah, watching Scott like, Pilgrim yeah, and they're like, like, same thing, <laughs> do it. Yeah, exactly. Let's yeah. go with uh, Karyanagi twins versus the Sonic Yeti. They need Here to we go. fill space with an action scene. They're just like, oh, fuck it. Let's yeah. do a fucking music scene. John, what do you think about the movie? Um, I um, enjoyed it very much. I think to me, I think to sum it all up, like really briefly is it's really good to see sam raimi behind the camera again i really hope he does get something that isn't something a little bit more to his style like a kind of like another drag me to hell type of movie or something like something that isn't so bogged down because you're still coloring within the lines there has there's a marvel formula and you still need to color within the lines. so um i do want to see more i hope this gets some more work and it sounds like it's going to happen because you know uh, most people just look at the box office numbers and this already made like half of you know, half a billion dollars or something, like 400, 500 million or something, like just already or something. Something like that. Um, overall, though, pretty... You threw so many numbers there, John's like, oh my God. Yeah, I know, just throwing <laughs> up the numbers. Um, I think, yeah, like, regardless of my nitpicks aside when it comes to the things that I said, whether it be, like, the cameos or the way Wanda's arc was kind of, like, a little... I don't... I, don't, I guess mishandled in this case in, in, as far as, like, showing us why the hell she's doing what she's doing and then maybe not giving a more meaningful... Um, arc for strange um at the end of the day it was really good to just hang out with these characters again because like you um and it was cool to see like Str- strange kind of unleashed from his like very subtle like this is the strange that i wanted after i saw infinity war like when i saw him fighting thanos with the with you know the the those crimson s- s- you know strips that he was throwing at him or the that freaking mirror image that he like sh- you know shoots out like hundreds of himself yeah exactly like that shit is like the stuff i was like where the fuck was this in the first movie and getting it, getting hints of that, because I, I don't, I still don't think we didn't got like really, really big ones. Getting hints of that uh, in this movie, and you know, the, with the demonic stuff, and um, and along with the style of Raimi, and the, you know, just combining them, because Raimi's camera angles and shots really do look like panels, like cam- like comic book panels. Um, it was really cool. So like, it's very, uh, very rewatchable. I, I think um, it's one of the better um, auteur driven. Uh, um, MCU movies, you know, you put it up there with Guardians, you know, how that was very different at the time. Um, Thor Ragnarok, which is also like, you know, jarring for some people because I think some people like the serious Thor and this one's full on comedy. You know, Black Panther, um, hell, even Eternals, which I think like, I, don't, I think that might be one of the lowest ones that people don't like. Um, it's nice to see like those little, those little pauses and, you know, uh, breaths of fresh air when it comes to the, the very obviously, when it comes to any big budget movie or just any superhero movie like you know it's a very refreshing to see that deviate from the formula even if it is just on a stylistic level so very fun movie andrew that's what i was gonna say john took the word out of my mouth right at the end um it is it does feel refreshing when it feels like a person made it and not just a whole studio of men in suits or whatever or in, in baseball caps i guess because of feige 
Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I loved it. I love the, um, the the main gripes I see online is people wanted more cameos and they were complaining about the horror elements, which I love both of. I love that it was a small cameo for like five minutes and then we carry on because I don't like it when it's built, when the whole movie's built on that, you know. Except for uh, Spider-Man. Even then, uh, I was like, damn it, it, it took away points after I, I really thought about it. I felt it like I was me. just being hypocritical because I was like, I kind of do like the cameos in Spider-Man. Well, I, I do too, but a lot but of those it... Those aren't is, cameos, those are supporting roles. Yeah, like, those yeah, are just, yeah. Those show up and, for a while. And not to mention that I think I would have liked uh, No Way Home more if Spider-Verse never came out, but... Um, oh, true because spider-verse is like oh you did this better the first time yeah but and there's another spider-verse coming out might do it even better than i know yeah well because it's split in two in twain but um like matt said i think i do have it in my top five movies it's in my top 10 because uh, i have it, the mcu ranking but i had the shows in as well well that's your all of them uh, well, at least the top no. five. Yeah, yeah, top that's ten. Fine. Yeah. Uh, okay, because top five, I was like, it didn't make it in the top ten. Top but, ten. Because I told you it's top five movies, but top ten is oh, number. Uh, we start at the bottom. Ten is Iron Man three. Nine is Spider Man No Way Home. Eight is Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness. Six is Iron Man. Five is Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Four that's is good. Guardians of the Galaxy. Three is the Winter Soldier. Two is Loki. One is WandaVision. Okay. So you're not just movies, right? You're just talking. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. I, I think I have Captain Carter on here too, she, or Agent Carter. She's a. a it's on number twenty-six. The it's show. Oh, I want to see more. Don't you want to see more Captain Carter? I mean, I, I think the small yeah. scene was amazing. I mean, hey, you know? if uh, what if, and I mean, it's, it's and that's what I think people were like. Oh, it's that Agent Carter. I was like, no, it looks like a variant of Agent Carter, and that's what I. That's why I'm okay with all the the, the cameos because these people like it. Just do whatever you it want. It just goes to show that they exist, and you can have different a million yeah. different versions of them now. And they don't even have to be the same actor. Yeah, they could be younger ones. They can be other ones. They can be James McAvoy. I don't care. Yeah, you know, how many it, Loki's were there? My gosh. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So it did. It did crack my top ten in total MCU's, but and but it does. It is my number five technically in in, in film. For yeah, MCU. for sure. Yeah, I enjoyed the movie. It's nice to be, you know, watching this movie made you realize that, you know, in this world full of content, the Marvel strength is still that capital C, like, cinematic stuff. And Sam Raimi definitely made this mo- a movie that you had to watch on a really big screen and can only be a Sam Raimi, like, theatrical movie, um, which is really great because, yeah, you really, I mean, at least I like to feel and see that there's someone making really intentional choices behind the camera. Um, I think the plot, you know, to Matt's credit, is incredibly uh, simple, which is interesting. And uh, paper thin, paper thin. Yeah, of. it's it's yeah. paper thin to the point where when you see something kind of like a, a wrench being thrown into someone's plan, like destroying the first dark hold, you 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 kind of see the writing and like, oh, we just need to lengthen this out. So like yeah. now, her and Wong have to go to a second location yeah. to do a thing, and you're like, okay, cool, but that's just because they're about to show you the Illuminati. And they need something mm-hmm. in between, you know, with all that stuff. And um, I, but I, I still really enjoyed the movie. It's it's a whole lot of fun, and there's a lot that's different there. And if if you want to, like, I, I, it's nice to have a, like a horror ish thing in in the MCU. Um, and yeah, seems like the the doors wide open. Like they can do anything they want. Uh, and, and I guess we'll have to see what happens in Thor: Love and Thunder, which is seems like it's going to be a pretty you know, exceptional follow-up. And I, I brought this up when we talked with Brent on, on the pod. Like, they don't have a lot of first-time Marvel directors in their stuff now because a lot of these people have, have... Peyton Reed has done a Marvel movie before. The next one is is uh, the Marvels with Nia DaCosta. That's how long you have to wait for someone who hasn't made an MCU movie mm-hmm. to be 
to see what they can do with it. So it's been Raimi, and then the next like four or five are people just returning for coming back for the other ones. Like yeah. that. So yeah. it's exciting to see something new um, because you know. I think that if Marvel needs it survives, it needs to keep reinventing itself. Especially when, when Every like, directors then, yeah. are like, "I've I've spent a decade making these movies. I gotta leave." Like uh, uh, John Watts, you know, which makes sense. But uh, yeah, really exciting stuff. Well, let's go around the horn again and, and give our plugs. Matt, thanks for being on the pod. What do you have to plug? Um, honestly, don't really have anything to plug. Um, just keep listening to the pod. You guys are doing a really great job. Um, I listen as much as I can. You know, I, it's where I learn a lot of the stuff, especially about the characters like that I don't know about, like uh, like Moon Knight, for example. I learn, learn a lot of stuff about you know. Um, but yeah, you know, just do your thing. Be nice to people. Um, we're, we all live in the same planet. Don't fuck it up. And yeah. yeah, that's it. Gosh. Nice, nice. That's a cool plug for this podcast. It was like that's the most wholesome plug we're gonna get. Like the entire yeah, podcast. John's about to talk about something. I actually wants know. To make just, money off no, of. the funny thing is, like, I don't know what to plug. We haven't been. This is our first podcast, like, just in general in a while. Like, at least me and Drew and and Matt, I guess, and Delphin together. Because I was like, I haven't. Oh yeah, together. We haven't done anything in a while. We. I would plug like Revenge that, of the Sequel. Now that the to, restraining order's been lifted. Yeah, exactly. We can all. Be. Um, I, I would plug Revenge of the Sequel, but I don't know when we can get to recording that. So I feel like I've been prom- false promising that. But Revenge of the Sequel is coming back and all James Bond. They're all coming back. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll plug Countdown to... No. Countdown to Skywalker? No, no, no. The Countdown Strikes Back. Excuse me. Um, that's coming back for Obi-Wan. And I think we're going to do some Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan episodes. Are you talking about old Ben? <laughs> old that Ben Kenobi. That is a name that I haven't heard. <laughs> I'm not watching Obi-Wan. I'm watching time. Old Ben, right? Yeah. Long Different. Time. That's that's probably the episode episode one title. I bet you, like old Ben. My God, that's gonna be on the yeah. News. And he's only like in his forties. And, and then like, gonna be, wait. This is old. It's Benjamin Kenobi. Oh, Benji. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much for my plug. Uh, go listen to Director Showdown on. I did uh, a Brent, Indiana Jones dad Adam's voice <laughs> for Ben. Inder. Um. What do you have plug? What do you? Ooh, everything. Everywhere, all at once. I'm going to plug a different multiverse movie. Boom. It's it's, to be honest, it's a better multiverse movie than this one. It's doing good. I'll tell you what. Hey, I plugged it on it like good. two Moon Nights, so. Yeah, that's, a, that's a fucking um, good movie. Like, good movie. Yeah, check out everything John said and everything Matt said. And then check out the Dirty Radio with the other Juicy J. Uh, not to be confused with this one. Oh, uh, I didn't know. I was a Juicy J. I thought I was just John. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're really, a little less juicy than the other one. You're oh. like as juicy you're as little, a raisin. You're a little oh, juicier awesome. than last year. The, 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 <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. What? You <laughs> plump as fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm <just> kidding. <laughs> um, and oh, and um, also go check out uh, Director Showdown. Did you say that one? Yeah, but I think Delphin talked over it. So Didn't you know, they do a Raimi? Have they done Raimi? They should. They do prob- they're probably. They, they, they I feel did. like I should say yes, but if I didn't, yeah, I'm sorry that I don't listen to your show. <laughs> I'll just wait. Oh, shit, Brent. I'm sorry. I listen to I just to can't it, remember the season. I, he I'm did pretty do sure it. he did this do it. This is going to go on Patreon now. Way to go. It's a great show. Yeah, I love the show. I've been on there lots of times. But uh, yeah. Thanks so much for listening.